Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Off Point with CJ and Ace. I'm Ace. I'm CJ. Welcome back, buddy. It's summertime. That it is. It feels like it, too. And it, it does feel like it, man. We're hitting 90s here in Ohio. It's pretty warm. But, hey, it, it's not as hot as in other places, so, you know, I'm grateful. I'll, I'll take it. We'll just take, we'll take the 90 instead of the yeah. the one one hundreds or one ten <laughs> yeah screw that Not good. all right you ready for a fun fact yeah what we got well first of all couldn't think of one before we started one just popped in my head and seattle's like 200 like seattle washington and their 200 plus years of existence have only recorded three i believe only three 100 plus degree days in 200 years mm -hmm. they've only recorded three yeah. 100 plus degrees yeah and today sunday tomorrow and tuesday they will all hit pretty darn close or over 100 degrees what? they will double that in under a week well that's because as soon as it starts getting warm it probably starts raining yeah and cool cools everything down. It's hard to stay warm when it's constantly raining. Yeah, and another one I got. Some people may know, some people may not. Jerry West is the silhouetted figure on the NBA logo. In which, just like Michael Jordan and Kobe, that that was like his thing. Yeah. On there, he was also known as Mr. Clutch. Mr. Clutch, Jerry West. Mm-hmm. Well, how about that? And soon, it may be another former Laker, Kobe Bryant. And well-deserved. Definitely. Imagine that. You go from Jerry West, like the original GOAT in the NBA. You skip Jordan, and you go straight to, <laughs> straight to Bryant. But at the same time, Jordan's still alive. Yeah, he's still kicking. He's got, the, he's got his own little logo. Yeah. Oh, the little... Air Jordan logo. Probably the more popular one, too. Definitely. Yeah. More popular in regards to knowing who it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you pop just that symbol alone, pretty much you know. anybody, probably in the world, yeah. would be able to identify, oh, yeah, that's Michael Jordan. I mean, that'd be like putting the bat signal up in the sky. People are going to know what that means. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Well, I think now... That's right, Buckeye bullet points. First thing up, Brian Hartline, his coaching reputation is uh, getting quite the high marks. Um, so, very few people know, I think, uh, like the young recruits and stuff, I don't think that they're realizing um, how much of, like, that he actually, that he had an NFL career. Yeah, he he's now probably been out of the NFL about as long as he was in it, um, and uh, you know, give the guy a lot of, a lot of credit because he's 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 doing a lot with the wide receivers, and mm -hmm. um, and as far as recruiting, and, and I I think it's it's playing a big factor on on why we keep accumulating. Yeah so many wide receivers which I believe he wasn't on either one of our receiver lists he wasn't um, now even though he wasn't on our top six I and mean, he would probably be at least within the top 20 the guy didn't wasn't like su super outstanding I think anymore like now I think it's just just his knowledge all the experience yeah. that he's got now he's been able to accumulate that and then you know transfer that mm -hmm. into teaching others yeah which Ohio State currently has two former well at least two former or college and pro NFL players coaching well, sort of, kind of, at the position they played. Yeah. Like Ryan Day is the head coach, but we all know 
he sticks with those QBs. Right, right. Yeah. And Hartline with the receivers. Yeah, he, yeah, he although, puts some help with the uh, development Hart, of the quarterback. Position. Although Hartline actually went to Ohio State, Ryan Day was in New Hampshire. Right, yeah, a little difference there. So, But um, according to, to the guys um, on the team, that when he that he can still demonstrate um, the routes and and everything. So, um, I mean, he's not that old. He was there no, in like 2008. No, right, right. No, I'm not, I'm just saying like, um, well, if you look at him, he doesn't look as like in in condition. Maybe, As he once not. was, I think he really kind of got away. No, I think he kind of got away from that. But maybe some more um, than the other coaching staff. But you know, he, he's still still very hands on and can go out there and make some plays and run some routes. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So I think his uh, reputation and recognition that he's getting for um, uh, recruiting receivers and coaching them up and sending them into the NFL mm-hmm. um, guys like you know Terry McLaurin who are you know doing quite well so um, yeah and it's uh it's trumping his NFL yeah. career so I mean you think the rest would notice if we put him out on the field shoot him up I don't know I don't know um, Another thing is uh, a former Ohio State uh, national champ, Tyvis Powell, signs a, uh, a CFL deal. So All he'll right. be playing for the Canadian Football League. Or in the XFL if they merge. Right, right, right. Um, I don't know exactly how it's going to work. I don't know if it'll be like, um, like how the NFL has the AFC and the NFC, if they'll kind of be like that. Except it's XFL, CFL, and they just compete in a bowl game at the end. Yeah, I don't know. Or if they'll just merge into one, the Canadians and the Americans. Right, right. They'll probably call it the Canadians and the Extreme. Maybe. We'll see. So uh, he last played for the Denver Broncos practice squad. Um, Yeah, so he probably didn't play a game then. Yeah, so he didn't. No, he didn't. Preseason at He just kind of jumped around for like the last five seasons. (laughs) So that's unfortunate. I mean... You know, I remember the name. Um, it's crazy that uh, how much of an impact a player can be in college, and then go to the NFL, and they just kind of JT Barrett kind of gets you know washed washed away. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, well, I can Carl, go on. Well, well, Carlos didn't do, hadn't done too bad. He's done better than than a lot of the others. Um, and then moving well, he's on. Not Zeke or Thomas. So we got uh, uh, JT Tuamaloao, um, who has. Did JT Barrett and Tua have like a baby? <laughs> it sounds like a combo. So this guy was. Uh, he's a number one uh, recruit class of 2021. Um, he canceled his official visit with Alabama over the weekend. So he won't be going to the tide. Um, and this and this was announced just a week after he visited Ohio State. Coincidence. Um, and days after taking his official to Oregon. So he's a number three overall recruit, uh, top defensive lineman, and he will uh, he's got a decision to make. So sounds like um, it. But it won't be Alabama. Um, I don't know why you'd pick Alabama and not visit. So mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think we have to worry about them picking them up. So I don't know. Maybe this would be a be a guy to yeah wear the scarlet and gray. Yeah, that's the thing about um, visiting the campus of a school you might want to go to. That can be a game changer when it comes to deciding. It, re- it really can. Like, um, recruits keep saying, like, they go to the Ohio State campus in Columbus. It's not what they expected. It's even better. Well, that's good to hear. Um, so, Buckeye basketball. Um, so, I guess for now, a, a while now, they have been wanting to see some in-state action, and I think they're going to get it 
well, not think, I know, um, and that's uh, um, playing Xavier down in Cincinnati. Right. So, will it be at Xavier? Um, or is that to be uh, determined? Yeah, well, I don't know if it, I, it's going, it will be in Cincinnati, this I know for sure, whether it'll be um, an actual home game for Xavier. It might as well be, but it it, it might be. Uh, They'll probably take those home walkers anyway. Right. So I mean, it'd be like Tampa playing the Super Bowl in their own stadium. They're probably taking the home walkers anyway. So they'll play in the Centos Center. All right. For a non-conference game on November eighteenth, and uh, so so that'll be great, great to watch. No, it definitely will be. Cool. Much rather face Cincinnati or the Bobcats, but right, which I that just occurred to me. We had the Bearcats and the Bobcats, and what's Xavier? Because I feel like we have a team with Wildcats too. Yeah, in Ohio. Yeah, I, I, I don't, don't know, know if it's Xavier. Or yeah, I don't know. Ohio, the state of college cats. Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't know what they are either. House Snow and Xavier. But yeah, but that'll be a bit a better matchup than playing Bobcats. I mean, yeah, probably for the sake of basketball, but still. Yeah. So, and that's what you want. You want the competition, and I think that's kind of what they're looking forward to. It's just the Ohio. The fact their name's Ohio. Ohio versus Ohio State. Mm. <laughs> All right, and that was uh, Buckeye bullet points. All right. So, moving on to my first topic, I have a few, I guess they're all kind of like facts, a little less than topics. So, let's start with schools that have both an NFL offensive and defensive rookie of the year since the modern era, which they say starts in 1967. Okay. This list includes the Ohio State Buckeyes. Penn State, Pittsburgh, Boston College, that team up north, Georgia, LSU, Miami, Alabama, Florida, OSU out of Oklahoma, USC, and I, did, did I get all of them? Did I say Tennessee? You did now. All right. So a lot of those teams, we, I can see being on there. Right. Such as Bama, Florida, Buckeyes, Nittany Lions, and unfortunately the Wolverines. I mean, Boston College can be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and um, San Diego, I think, is another one on there. Okay. Not State, but I think San Diego is another one. And Arizona State, I don't think I've said them either. Nope. So yeah, but like Florida State, Boston College, those can be some more surprising ones on that list. But Ohio State, Bama definitely aren't. You can expect that. So these are teams that... Have both an offensive and defensive NFL Rookie of the Year. Okay, that's cool. Moving on, we have a similar one, and that is teams with a win versus Alabama in the Nick Saban era. Okay. This also goes by how many wins. Well, Starting, I think that that list probably isn't very long. Not really. But, I mean, considering how long how long has Saban been there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so with five wins is Auburn, their, their rival. Yeah. Their Iron Bowl opponent. Four wins... The team that took their spot a couple years ago in the playoffs, LSU. Nice. Two wins, Clemson. Yeah. Can see that. Ole Miss. Even Ole Miss got two wins on there, sneaking in there. Well, they are in the same conference. Right. So it'll be easier to take two wins. Okay. Then one win, Ohio State. Yeah. But we've only played them like a handful of times in the Saban era. Right. Oklahoma, Texas A&M, 
Utah, Florida, Carolina, or South Carolina, sorry, mm -hmm. Georgia, Florida State, Mississippi State, and whoever the heck ULM is. I've never seen that logo before. Wow. So congrats to you. Interesting. Yeah, congrats to ULM for somehow pulling an upset. I mean, that had to have been. Was that like year one? That's Probably. Being safe. <laughs> yeah. It was probably year one, game one. Yeah. I mean... Uh, the only team that's not on the list I thought would be is, um, or no, they are on the list. Florida State. Florida State. Yep. Yeah, I expected them to be. I know Oklahoma, or no, Oklahoma is on the list. I don't know how I missed them, hmm. but when did Oklahoma beat them? Because it sure wasn't in the playoffs. They it just kind of went well, down. Oh, Notre Dame. That's a team that I'm surprised it's not on this list. Yeah. I mean, it would, yeah, I mean, I could see where Notre Dame would have, but at the same time, I can kind of see where they didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, knowing how long Nick Saban has been there, so, yeah. I mean, those can be too long. OU would have had to been probably in the first half, would be my guess. Probably. Um, Moving on, I got, I believe, one more of these, and that is schools with a player on the 2022 College Football Hall of Fame ballot. No. And this is a lot of schools, <laughs> so hopefully I don't miss any. We got, I don't want to say it, that team up North State. <laughs> MSU. Sparty. Yeah, MSU. Sparty. Sparty. Georgia. USC. Ohio State. Stanford. Alabama, West Virginia, Pitt, Florida State, Colorado, California, Penn State, Texas, Iowa, BYU, Arizona State, Oklahoma. Some of these names are repeats of other lists we've seen. Uh -huh. Just want to put that out there. Now let's go Kansas City, or Kansas City, Kansas State, Kentucky. Syracuse, North Carolina, UCLA, Missouri, that team up north, Illinois, Notre Dame, Arkansas, Texas A&M, Clemson, Boston College, Virginia Tech, Boise State, Wisconsin, Indiana, Florida, Miami, Florida, Texas Tech, LSU, it looks like Purdue, Tennessee, Nebraska, Virginia, and Oklahoma State. Wow. That's a lot of teams. That is a lot of teams. But at the same time, when you're looking at all of college football, all of college football that's football. not. It's not, right? Now, in the grand scheme, that is a handful, though. Yeah. <laughs> not very shocking at some of those names. Yeah. All right, that's all I got. How about you? Well, so my man, George Kittle, all right, has made a statement that I think both you and I will agree with. The 49ers suck? Oh, wait, you wouldn't agree with Whoa, that. hey now, hey now, I will throw this pencil right at your face. <laughs> um, they went to the Super Bowl... And then sucked the next year. And they had a lot. They got banged up. They 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 got banged up, man. When your quarterback goes down, I'm not even talking about. I'm not even talking about the one against Kansas City. I'm talking about when you had Kaepernick. Oh yeah, that 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 should have went in a different direction. They they picked things up a little too late in that game. I remember they picked things up too late in that game, and the damage had already been done. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? To get there with a rookie quarterback, though, I mean... Wait, was, yeah, wait was, to get to play the nice Steelers three times straight. Well, anyway... And win. So, tight ends 
one. Do everything. Words from George Kittle. So they deserve respect. And I agree with that. These guys play. Um, Some of them can quarterback. They they play a re, you know a receiving position, um, a running position, and a blocking position. I mean it's these guys the tight ends are they they are a they're hybrids. They man. are they're hybrids, and I think that they're very at a lot. That is most actually my, of them are underutilized. Yeah, that's and, actually my second favorite position in football, right next to the quarterback. Yes. Just because they can do that. so much, they are so valuable. Your receiver, yeah, they can run fast and catch a ball, but can they block? Not necessarily. No, it wouldn't be wise. Julio <laughs> Jones probably could. He's got that build. Oh wait, what did you say? Receiver? Yeah. Oh okay. I don't. Sorry, I really thought that you were saying a quarterback. No, quarterback Ooh. shouldn't be blocking. Yeah, but definitely why, not. But receivers do a little bit of blocking. Um. They couldn't do what the O line does. No, no, and no. The no, tight no. end can no, come close. No, no, they they just do little, little block. But they do do some blocking to help open up for run plays. Um, a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys are underutilized. But you, I mean, but as you'll notice the, that, yeah, some I think teams and hopefully they'll start picking up on this that, you know you got to use these guys. I mean, get creative with right. how you use your your tight ends. San, San Francisco does it well. They do it well. Um, uh, Kansas City does it. Um, um, the, the Pats did it. Yep. Um, but now the Bucks do it. Right. So, but yeah, there's you know there's probably not a whole Once lot of... Once upon a time, the, the Cowboys did it too. But yeah. We lost our guy. Yeah. Um, but like, one of my favorite things about tight ends is a lot of times they will save the quarterback because if they're not because if they're not given a route for playing they're supposed to block sometimes they can stop the, the guy from getting to the quarterback yeah they save plays they're play they savers can. I mean yeah. receivers so. can be too but at the same time that's kind of part of your job well you and I have always talked about getting your tight ends more involved uh, I, I think that they get Ohio State would have done better well, hold this on, season. Hold on. So, I think that they can always be the the, the surprise. Like, yeah. So, a team's so focused on covering your receivers, mm-hmm. um, a running back, if they're on a, a little route or something. Yeah. Um, and then they're keeping their eye on the quarterback. Yeah. But in the tight ends, they go out there, do a little bit of blocking, and then just kind of disappear off. off to the side yeah, and I've you, seen that. you don't see a whole lot of um yeah they, I mean they, they, I just feel like they can get open and when they do and then they're the way they're built that they're hard they they're carry, hard to like, take down guys. right right so <laughs> and a lot of them are fast <laughs> yeah um I really enjoyed watching Ohio State when they were using Jeremy Rucker and um Luke Farrell Luke Farrell mm-hmm. It was cool. I mean, we had another great one things, that we would Great use. things happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I like watching tight ends get used. I, I just think it's a good, unexpected. You can get a good, a lot of unexpected plays pop up and oh, yeah. really throw the defense off. Um, yeah. I mean, I I think Ohio State would have done better in so many games if we just used them. Like Indiana, I think we could have won by like another touchdown. Maybe. Uh, Northwestern, I don't think Trey Sermon would have rescued us as much if we just used the tight ends a little bit more. Maybe. Probably wouldn't have been as necessary to rely so heavy on that run, but hey, it is what it is. And I think that's why we beat Clemson so bad. We went to our tight ends a lot in that game. I mean, you look at it, Rucker and Farrell put up some very good stats in that game, and look at what we did to them. Who did we barely use when we got demolished by Bama? Yeah. The tight ends. Yeah. Everything this past season, when it comes to Ohio State's failures, like 90% of it 
goes back to the tight ends not being used. No, well, I'm going to have to disagree with that. Um, I'm telling you, in, in we that, use that. If you don't use a tight end, it doesn't mean that was your that was your fall point. A lot of well, other not things exactly, fa- factor but it in. Could have but I know, I know in that Alabama game, I, I really don't think that even if we got uh, tight, if we had tight ends involved or not, that game we were losing that game. I, I just think there was just. I, I I truly believe there was just too much mental fatigue yeah. that had just overcome the the Buckeyes. Um, it, it was it was a crazy season. They had a, a huge win on Clemson, and I just think that um, the way practices had to be done, and there just there wasn't a whole lot of body of work. Yeah. That Alabama had, and I think it played a huge factor. In Alabama, they did what they expected. Ohio's, that's the thing about Alabama. When they get there, they're like, oh, yeah, it's just another year for us. Ohio State gets there, like, finally. We've been working pretty hard for this. The fact that we're actually getting in. Well, and I also think that Saban had it in his head that he wasn't going to lose to Ohio State again. Oh, yeah. Not this, not, not this past time. There's that. So... I just think a lot, of, a lot of things factored in on that game, and that's why High State lost. That, that that's true. But so yeah, give it up for the tight ends. Um, man, those guys—they play multiple positions, and they're much deserving. Yeah. Another thing I want to add about that Clemson game—it was kind of like the rivalry game for for the year for us. We. Had a little bit of a rivalry with them. Did a past games. Never beaten them in school history. Um, heck, we almost treated it like one. It was a high state game anyway. Ryan Day put up the previous year's score in the locker room to get guys motivated. So, I mean, I think it's the closest thing we had to... To a rivalry game this past season. Um, I guess you could probably look at it that way. I mean, we didn't face that team up north. No, I was bummed out about that and missing that Illinois game. It's crappy when you. We could have. We could have played like um, Texas A&M though, because they were off that week or something. And I guess they, they, at the time, were willing to play us. Anyway, moving on, it's time for my one week and two minutes. All right. All right, let's start. Three, two. All right, here we go. So let's take a look what we got. Chauncey Billups has reached a, an agreement on a five-year deal to become the new head coach of the Trailblazers in the, over in the NBA. Congratulations. Final score, Minnesota 8, Cleveland 2. Lost for the Indians. Uh, However, what didn't help is Josh Naylor was carted off after a collision on the field in that game. Wow. Ah. Let's see... Um, other final, Minnesota 8, Cleveland 7. The Tampa Bay Lightning are back in the Stanley Cup Finals. The current champions are back. It's going to be a heck of a year for Tampa Bay. Hmm. Looking at more, we got another final, Cleveland 4. Minnesota won. We actually won this first one. And here's your thing. Tight ends deserve respect from George Kittle. Pops up on here. Um, Throwback alternate helmets have been given the okay by the NFL. So teams will be able to use alternate versions of helmets starting in 2022 once again. I think that makes it fun. It does. And that's all I got. All right. Fastest time yet. Yeah. 
I got about 20 some seconds to spare. Yeah. Um, so the, the Bucks um, rally past the Hawks and um, take a 2-1 lead in the Eastern Conference. All right. So. Um, Against Philly? Is that, is that who you said? No, no, Bucks and Hawks. Hawks. Yep, yeah, the Bucks. They beat the Hawks. All right. So now it's two to one. The Hawks. That that Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, Atlanta Hawks. Yep, they took uh, took a two one series lead in the Eastern Conference Finals. All right. So in case anybody well, was wondering what's going on in the NBA, you know, we've got the yeah. finals going on, so. And I don't find those too exciting until, uh, until like, a little closer to, to the end. Like when a team could actually win it. <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm really interested in. But what other game do we have there? So it's Bucks Hawks. That should be in the uh, yeah, east. No, that, that, that was today's game, so... Um, the other one would be the Suns. Yeah, the Suns and um, Clippers. I think. It, yeah, I think you're right. Because I know it's not the Lakers. Yeah, I think it's. I think it'd be the Clippers. If I'm correct. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, the Bucks are going to win it. Maybe. I'm going to They made it all the way, or not quite all the way last year. They came close last year, so they're coming for redemption. That's my pick. Is that it? They're coming for redemption? A little bit. I mean, the Heat are out, so I can't say they're on a comeback tour. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, um, we got a, a segment, uh, a, a uh, I guess a comic book uh, continuation that we started last week with our top six superheroes. and Let's go top six villains. This week we'll go top six villains. So let's take a break and we'll be right back. All right, well, here's a pick six. Not the football kind, not the sports kind, but of the superhero kind. All right. Well, more like a villain this week. That's right. This week it's villains. Let's see, we got top six villains. Go for it. All right, with my number six, I'm going with Marvel's own Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. She's a powerful one, too. Yeah, she is. That's why she's up so high. Yeah. But they don't portray her too much as a, a, a villain in the Avengers. I think that's where they're going. So. After one division. But I don't think you finished that. No. <laughs> I um, don't blame you. That no. was hard to get into. It was. But yeah. I believe that's what they're going with in the future. Okay. My number six, Galactus. Also uh, out of Marvel. Um, I like this. I kind of like this guy. Um, you know, he's a. You know, a, a devourer of worlds, super being. Um, yeah. He also has a, a cool little worker for him who turns good. A guy by the name of the Silver Surfer. Yeah. So. Uh, That's a cool one. Yeah, but yeah, just a just a really big guy. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It just uh, it just seems like a threatening. Very threatening. Um, yeah. You really don't beat the guy beat the guy you just kind of keep him at bay and just make him just kind of like all right i don't want to deal with you know you guys are a nuisance i'm just gonna i'll go find me another planet to eat yeah <laughs> so that's my guy all right my number five slade wilson aka deathstroke nice man he's just cool I mean, he's got swords, guns. He, he's a cool villain, and he can be a hero at times. He can be, yeah. Yep. Um, I, dig, I dig the guy. I like his style. He's fate. Well, like, not his rivals. evil style, but his fighting skills. Like yeah. That. He's rivals with um, 
two of my favorite superheroes and one of my favorite superhero teams, Batman Green Arrow, and then the Teen Titans. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's just a really cool villain, I think. Yep. Uh, my number five is Ra's Al Ghul. All right. So, I like to think of uh, this guy is if if Batman were to turn bad. And found you, a way to make himself immortal. You've got Ra's Al Ghul. Um, the guy's highly intelligent. Um, well, he trained Batman. He's a, he, he's, he's a in, in, yeah. incredible fighter. So, I mean, he's very skilled. Like in the, in the DC universe, that's as good as you get. Yeah. When it comes to fighting. Yeah. So. He's a bad dude. Yeah, he is. You don't want to cross this guy's path for sure. All right. Going with my number four is the Winter Soldier, Bucky Barnes. Good one. And it's just the fact that he's a, a hero, died, came back as a as a villain. Mm-hmm. I just find that really cool. Again, Marvel yeah. moved him into a, a hero spotlight. Yeah, a little bit. But I think that's kind of like the way the comics go a little yeah. bit is he does go back to being a good guy. Yeah. Like he was brainwashed. It's just like, yeah, like he, the brainwashing, I found mm-hmm. that really cool. I mean, and again, that's part of the reason I like him. It's just like he didn't care. No. He killed Tony Stark's parents, didn't care. Yeah. I, was, I like it when a villain can just be like that where they don't care. <laughs> well, that's usually most villains because they don't care. That's why they're villains. Well, there are some villains, like Deathstroke is like he... Most of the time he doesn't care, but at the same time he still has a bit of a heart. There, yeah, okay. On certain situations. Like, there are some villains, like another one that I have on my list, and I'd be shocked if you didn't, just doesn't care. Hmm. Well, my number Period. four is Lex Luthor. All right. So, just a, an ordinary man, but a very highly intelligent man who uses his... his his money is, and other resources to accomplish his goals. Um, he's very. Um, I would I would say you know I said smart and intelligent, but like in a way of. He can be several steps ahead, and you just yeah. you don't realize it. Then you think you got him, and then you don't got him. Yeah. Like in um. I feel like the fun, the fun thing about him is like in Batman versus Superman, it's like Superman thought he had him. He saved Lois, he goes up to confront Lex, and then Lex just turns the table and is like, no, I got your mom trapped. You want to save her? You got to fight the bat. Yeah. Like, I really like that. It's like, Superman thought he had him. No, he didn't. No. Nope. And on top of that, he then brought out someone that could kill Superman in Doomsday. Yeah, they really had no clue what he was doing, and that's like one of my favorite things about Lex, but not on my list. Yeah, he always—he's got an agenda of his own, and he's—I mean, the guy's got a willing. Way about him. The guy's willing to ki- to kill his own, like his own like secretary in most versions. Yeah. Oh, he's—he'll definitely make the sacrifices needed to to get what he wants. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Number three. My number three is Harley Quinn. Okay. She's a really fun villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fell in love with the Joker, which, how how do you fall in love with the Joker, <laughs> is my question. You have to be as demented as he is. She was his therapist. That's the thing. It's yeah. like it was the reverse. She's trying to make you sane. No, he makes you insane. Insane, yeah. It really freaked like her mind inside out, and now she's just a complete wackadoo. Yeah, and it's like, um, like her whole thing with the Suicide Squad, both on screen and in the comics, is really fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like something she really did in the movie is just she kept reminding everyone they're bad guys. Yeah. Like, so they're trying to stop another bad guy in the Suicide Squad movie. They walk past a store. She sees something she likes. She smashes the window. Mm-hmm. Everyone looks at her. She's like, "What? We're bad guys. That's what we do." Now, it's funny that she's your number three because my number three is the Joker. <laughs> um, again, he's he, yeah. he, he's uh, the king of the wackadoos, and the clown prince of crime. Yeah, um, 
and I just I just feel like the like he evolves more and more psychotic yeah. you know through throughout the years um yeah the guy's just a, I, I don't know how, what else you could say about the Joker he's just insane and I think it's ironic you have the Joker gear the Joker there because I think you had the Batman in the same spot at number three it's quite, quite I may have I may have I think so no, he was like four I or did. something. He was I did. I there. did. I Batman was number three That's and um, Joker's number three, so... Batman was also my number three. Yeah. Um, so Joker's yours? Yeah. So, going back to me, I got number two, Dark Side. I, too, have Dark Side as my number two. Yeah. Yep. Um, he's... He's quite the villain. Um... He's probably one of the strongest. He is out there. It's like, he can match a lot of guys. He's in an evil god. And speed. Yeah, I mean, he's an evil god. Yeah. Um, one thing I like is his his heat vision. It's not like Superman's. It will chase you down. Yeah, it's more like a heat seeking. Yeah. Laser beams. I like that. It's the fact that he can just like flick away a lot of heroes. He can. He, yeah. It very yes. His strength is is up there with Superman's. I mean, in my opinion, I think he makes Thanos look like a little kindergartner. Maybe that would be. I would like to see a matchup in that. I wonder if there's like a. They um, Marvel and DC crossed over in the early two thousands for a comic. He took the Infinity Gauntlet. It threw it out because it's useless in the DC universe. It's like it only has power in its universe. Oh, okay. So because. So because he's DC and that's Marvel, yeah. he couldn't use it. And he's like, throw it out. Yeah. I don't want that. I got an anti-life equation to look for. Right. That's that's yeah. That's and that too, anti-life equation. I don't even know what that is. So basically, what it is is kind of like a brainwashing thing. You can just control all people with that. Okay. So I mean, that's kind of a big threat. He doesn't have to like kill people and turn them into parademons to be part of his army. Or he just controls he just, you with his mind. Yeah. Gotcha. It's nuts. Alright, and So that goes back to me since we both had Dark Side. Yep. My number one was your number three, that's Joker. Joker is your number one. Yeah, and this guy, like I said, he just doesn't care. Like in um going back to the movies. <laughs> like the Dark Knight I think was the perfect example. He didn't want the money. He didn't want to exact. He didn't want to like tear down Gotham. I mean, I think Alfred said it best. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Yeah. And that was the Joker. Except something I've read up on is that his point is he just wants to show the world that if you just give someone enough of a push. They're all just like him. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Um, all right, so my number one is the Reverse Flash. Never and Flash was your number one. And Flash was my number one. So why not have? I, I I've got a thing for the speedsters. What can I say? Um, I can he, agree with that because I remember watching the Flash TV show, and he just coming on there and what was that season five? Yeah, I think it was season five that came on. I'm like, this dude's a freaking mastermind. He, yeah, he is. So, um, I mean, I thought Lex was bad. He's a no, sci he's guy. a scientist and from the future. From the future. So, and he's in. I mean, he's like Lex Luthor, who can run fast because the guy I mean, is very intelligent. And he will also be several steps ahead of you. I mean, if I'm correct, in that future, they're learning like algebra and stuff. In like first grade, that is like how advanced they are. Yeah, that's crazy. In the future. So, those are our top six super villains. Um, next week, our pick six. I think we are going to do top six NBA players. Yeah. Okay. All time. All time. NBA players, all time. All right. So let's move on to uh, our last topic. Now our main topic, this might be a shorter one, 
the nicest thing you're willing to admit about your rival, us as Buckeye fans, of course, that is that team up north. That team up north. Um, no, we won't even say their name. Yeah, uh, what is the nicest thing you're willing to admit about your rival? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it, that their colors is the same as our high school colors. Uh, we're so I don't dislike. So I don't dislike it. Um, that is that is our our high school colors. So oh. the same, they're essentially the same. Close. When you put them on a t-shirt, yeah, they're the same. No. But looking at it on paper, it's blue and maize versus blue and gold. Notre Dame matches our colors better. Nah, I don't think so. I do. The, uh, you know what? The nicest thing I'll say about him, maybe. Uh, not that he's done much for him, but they did make a decent coaching hire in Jim Harbaugh. Not that he's done much. But when they hired him, that's a that's a pretty good hire. That was a good hire. It was it was actually something. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. It was it was something that Ohio State had something to look forward to as far as keeping this rivalry like really going. But it really hasn't been much of a rivalry. Um, I, we've gotten more push yeah. back from Spartan. Yeah, a little bit. So. I mean, like I said, Clemson's felt more like a, a rival. Well, let's, let's we'll keep it in conference. So, <laughs> yeah, Penn State has probably been more of a rival. Yeah, I mean, those games only went in by like one point. Yeah, so I think that those have become more of a rival game. Definitely. Than that team up north. Um, another thing I got that I just found. So you know how in um. In basketball, there's the, what is it called, the Big Ten, the Big Ten ACC Challenge? Yeah. What about in football, we have the the SEC ACC Challenge? Like, what if we had one? Yeah. Okay. And here, it gives us a list of every SEC team playing every ACC team, kind of based on their ranking within the conference. Gotcha. So, of course, the best ACC versus the best SEC. So, so to start off, Alabama Clemson. Okay. Who's going to win? That can go either way. That could really go either way. I'm going the, Bama this year. It depends. It's like this year, I'm going Bama. Uh, Trevor Lawrence still playing for Clemson. I might pick Clemson. I don't know. I mean, yeah, but Alabama just seems to always have somebody, no matter what. They do. So, I mean, if we're... If I mean, we, if we were look to say, at Mac Jones just coming out of nowhere. Out of, yeah, yeah, I don't... It was out of nowhere. All right, what else? Got Georgia and North Carolina. I'll take Georgia. All right, I'll go North Carolina on that one. Just okay. They had a really good season last season, so... I just think that they have that potential right there to beat Georgia okay. when they face off. Florida... Versus their interstate rival, Miami. I'll take Florida. Yeah, I'm going Florida too. I don't think Tate can pull it off. No, if he even starts. No, doubtful. Heck, if he's even there. All right, LSU versus Virginia Tech. Hmm, I'll take LSU. I'll take Virginia Tech. Again, they were better last year than LSU was. Hmm. Um... Texas A and M versus NC State. I'll take uh, Texas A and M. So I uh, um, I just I don't see it going any other way after last season. No. Okay. Tennessee versus Florida State. Right now, I'll take Tennessee. Yeah, I think I would too. A few years ago, like back when the CFP began, oh, maybe Florida, Florida State. State. Yeah, for sure. Um, Missouri versus Virginia. I'll take Mizzou. I'm going Virginia, because again, I think they actually made it into the Power Five last year. Going based off that, I've picked SEC so far, except for that Clemson Bama game. Yeah. All right, Auburn versus Pitt. Auburn. Auburn. 
I mean, it'd be they'd have to have a bad game. Yeah, yeah. To lose the pit. Right. Kentucky versus their interstate rival, Louisville. Yeah, I think I'll take Kentucky on this one. A few years ago, I would have said Louisville because they were hot. Mm-hmm. But now I'd, I'd have to go with Kentucky. Yeah. All right, we got Ole Miss versus Georgia Tech. That, that could go either way. I'll take Georgia Tech. I'll take Ole Miss. Just thinking, because I don't, I mean, Georgia Tech, the way they play, it's almost like they'd be better off competing with, like, Cincinnati. Um, Mississippi State versus Wake Forest. I'll take Mississippi State. I have to agree, agree with you on that. All right, we got South Carolina versus Boston College. Maybe Boston College. I mean, I, this is really the only one where I can go either way, but they could. They I might. Well I might lean with South Carolina. Okay. They seem to do fairly well most years. All right, we got Arkansas versus Syracuse. I'll take Syracuse. So I uh, that they're usually pretty competitive in these kind of games. F- from what I see, it's like they need to play well. They will play well. Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt versus Duke. This is not basketball. This is football. Yeah, I'll take Vanderbilt. Got Vanderbilt. They right. weren't too bad last year, so. Yeah, it was interesting. If that's what it would be like, I suppose. No, I I won SEC Big Ten Challenge yeah. in football. All right, my man. This concludes another episode. Uh. Hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next week. All right. We out.